Welcome to episode 35 of the Black in Fashion Podcast. So excited to be at episode 35. It's lit. (laughs) We're in season two, (laughs) so we're only five episodes in. So just making sure that we're keeping the content at content at you guys is liking making sure it's educational it's inspiring it's motivating so you'll see more guests talking about like their backgrounds and also there's going to be way more education components and stuff so thank you guys for tuning in so today i have vonnie mclean McMillan. McMillan. Yes. Why I say McLean? It's okay. McMillan. Molly McMillan. She is a stylist. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her style. I actually posted her as my fashion professional of the week. I think that was last week? Yeah. Last week, I yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, I was, you know, I gotta, you know, give up the black girl magic. <laughs> <laughs> Always the black girl magic. So I'm just gonna tell you a little bit about Bonnie McMillan. Um, she's a visual, it's a visual-based company that specializes in fashion design, custom art, and wardrobe styling. Yes. Creating works of art out of raw materials and translating them into wearable apparel. Visual displays, editorial spreads, and advertising campaigns. Vani is from Kansas City, Missouri. Yes, Midwest in the house. Um, She has taken her background of fashion, art, and style and turned it into her lifetime career. And I just got to shine the light on this queen, like for all her creativity, her spirit, her courage, and all that. So... Why don't we start off with a little icebreaker? Since you're a style expert, you know okay. I'm gonna ask you this or that. Okay. And you tell me which one we're going with. I'll okay. For you. <laughs> Let's start from the top. Okay. Berets or fedoras? Berets or fedoras? Oh no, that's tough. I know. Or a brim. Oh no, I'm about to say a fedora. Fedora. Okay. Yeah. Um, a neck piece or a scarf? Like a neck piece, like jewelry? Yeah. A neck piece. A neck piece. Um, Dusters or cardigans? Dusters. I always like the side boob or under boob on the dress. Or top. Side boob. I'll do a side boob. Okay. um, Straight leg or flare? Flare. I like drama. Drama, yes. Uh, One shoulder or bordeaux top? A bordeaux top. See, I'm a one shoulder girl. I want. I want. This is always out. No, but it, I mean, it, that compliments you well. I just, I don't know. I like drama. Like, yeah. if I'm going to do it. I'm going to just do it. Just go and do it. Okay. Um, thigh high or ankle booty? Thigh high. Okay. All day. Drama. All day. Drama all day. <laughs> all the drama. Okay. All right. So that's like a little warm up. Okay. So what I'm going to jump in is have you tell the people on the podcast like a little bit about your background, like where you went to school, how you grew up, and how that translated you and got you into art. Like was there a family member that inspired you or something in particular you were drawn to younger and why you took on this career path? Um. Okay. Well, um, as she said, I'm originally from Kansas City, Missouri. I'm a long ways away from home. Um. I moved about eight years ago. I started fashion when I was 16. Um, my mom and my grandmothers have always been very influential in my styling and uh, just love for fashion in general. Um, my Both my grandmothers made stuff, like nice. would make clothes, uh, 
just really big fashionistas. Um, used to make all my stuff as a child. Um, and then my mom is a attorney and a politician. Oh, nice. So she would take me a lot of places in general. And so I kind of treated fashion as like costume and like you had to tell a story for everywhere you were going. Mm -hmm. um, oh, thank you. Um, and then when I hit 16, the third season of Project Runway came out. Nice. And that pretty much, I think, changed my whole dynamic on fashion because mm -hmm. uh, Michael Knight came on TV and that was it was a wrap. Mm -hmm. um, he came out with that hot pink, hot pants suit that Michael Kors criticized him for and said he didn't like it because it looked too much like Gucci. Shut but, up, Michael Kors. <laughs> exactly. He's annoying. Um, but <laughs> that's that was it for me. I was like, I want to be like this guy. And uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Sasha Flynn, I got to shout out Sasha. She's from Kansas City. She's whoop, whoop, uh, Midwest. Yeah, she's <laughs> actually doing incredible. She's a fine jewelry designer now. So nice. simple plug for Adore Door because they always sponsor every shoot I do. Nice. Um, okay. Really dope. Excuse me, really dope jewelry. Mm -hmm. But she wanted to go to college for fashion. I was supposed to go to college to be a doctor. And um, she needed help drawing her portfolio mm -hmm. to get into school. And I can, my natural ability is to draw. So I drew it and she was just like, I think you should try to consider fashion and not medicine. And mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know, we'll see, kind of going back and forth. Um, and I just, it kept sitting heavy on my heart. And from that, it was kind of history. Um, I went to University of Missouri, Columbia, better known as Mizzou, mm -hmm. for textile and apparel management. I didn't really care for it because the program was for buying. So I dropped out and then I went home to the community college for fashion uh -huh. design. And then uh, God took me on a path of, you're getting picked up for a lot of shows, like even shows in Atlanta at like 21. Nice. Um, so either I had to finish school or take my wave. So I took my wave. So stay in school, like, okay. get your education. It was crazy. <laughs> that was my next question. <laughs> I was going to ask you, uh, first off, who was the first person you styled and how did it make you feel? And the second thing was, do you recommend school or just getting out there and making the connections? I definitely recommend school because even now, um, I'll be 32 in two weeks and I want to go back to school just so I can finish because there's still stuff I don't know. Mm -hmm. But the connections is definitely what has gotten me thus far. Okay. Um, especially in the last eight years of my career. Um, Definitely recommend you finishing your schooling just to have your paperwork. Okay. Um, like the business side of it? I don't even say the design side of it, just because oh, okay. just to have like the principles. No, I don't think anybody can teach you style and nobody can teach you design. Mm -hmm. They can teach you like what you're teaching, like construction, the principles, yeah, the, the foundation for what you need to even get the basics. Gotcha. Then you hook up with people like you who, you know, are doing great things and giving out tours and stuff to get the stuff that you need to get to the next level. Because I don't feel like they give that type of stuff out in school. Or gotcha. they didn't when, when I was in school. Not when I was in school, yeah. neither. So. And so then the second part is, who was the first person you, like, styled? And it doesn't necessarily have to be a celebrity. Just something that someone used, like, one of the first to two, maybe first to three people that you was like, damn, this is my calling. My first mentor, uh, her name is Tisa Reynolds. Um, okay. She had a... My, it was my first internship. She had a boutique that we would sew all the clothes that we made right there in the store. So you could mm -hmm. come in the store and watch us sew. And um, at the time, I was working my very first retail job at Banana Republic. So mm -hmm. I was taking what I was learning at that job and bringing it to her store because she's a small business and I'm working for a I big corp. I worked at Banana Republic too. <laughs> in college. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was like my, <laughs> I, I think my sophomore year of college. Oh, okay. Me so, too. Yeah. Um, so 
she was noted. I was doing the visuals for her store as she was teaching me how to sew. Okay. And so I would take her designs and put them on myself in a completely different way. Okay. And so when her, the clients would come in for like custom pieces, she would always say, "Why don't you have Bonnie style you?" And at the time, I was like, I don't want to be a stylist. I want to be a designer. I want to be a designer. I want to be a designer. Mm -hmm. And then we had a fashion show, and I had to style the models. And she was like, I really think you might want to get into some styling yeah, stuff. And I was just like, I'm like, I don't know. I really want to do the design part, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And so we, it just kind of happened organically. Like, everything for me happened organically. Even getting to, like, the visuals, um, the design part. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something that ever had to really be forced. Gotcha. Okay, nice. What would you say was your biggest struggle when you first started out? Or was it very difficult to break into style? Oh, yeah. Okay. What was um, your biggest struggle? Being black. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Hands down, just being black. Being black in Missouri, <laughs> trying to be a designer because, because um, I mean, like I said, I started off as a designer. Um, and where I'm from, it's, I mean, every everywhere we have racism, but it was very clear that there was a black side and a white side to fashion in Kansas oh. City at the time. Oh, yeah. So uh, it was really hard trying to push to be a young black fashion designer and just even be seen. Um, we had a really popular magazine at the time called Faction. I'm the first black, Faction. first black designer they ever featured, and that was issue 10. Oh. Um, so if that says anything. Um, and then moving to Atlanta, um, I moved to Atlanta at 25, mm -hmm. or I was 24 turning 25. And um, the struggle then, because I, I, don't get me wrong, I love Atlanta for everything it is and it ain't, but it's so black Hollywood. Nobody wanted to take my clothes unless you had a stylist. Okay. So I just started lying and I was the stylist. And here's oh, the clothes. Okay, so in Atlanta, they don't want to just it's work just, with directly with a designer. It has to be a stylist as a middle person? At, at that time. Interesting. This is 2012, 2013. So I was like, well, shit, I'm the stylist. I mean, can I cut some I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a free fall. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I'm, I'm the stylist. Like, I got enough style. I can figure this out. Right. So I would submit my stuff through me coming with other clothes. Gosh, gotcha. um, that's smart. And Instead of like getting defeated. Right. Right. But it ended up playing out. I stopped designing as much because I was picking up so many styling gigs. Okay. And I was just like, oh, okay. So you, there is a way to still work this thing without me actually making the clothes at the moment. Because I always knew I wanted to get to production. I never right. wanted to be at the machine. Excuse me, the machine. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, let's try this out and see how it works. And that's what led me to Michael. Gotcha. So. And Michael was like, yo. Michael's your mentor. Oh yeah, um, good old Michael Knight. You know, rest his soul. I met Michael when I was like twenty, twenty six. Mm -hmm. I was on some borderline stalking shit. Like, <laughs> like if he was alive, he could tell you the girl was crazy. Like, I was on his Twitter every day, and it's it's so crazy how I'm I'm not as I always say I'm not religious, but I'm very spiritual. God works in serious ways. Cause the original question was, um. You know, I was telling you when I was 16, that's when I went, I got, you know, when I said I wanted to get started. Right. I went down to Atlanta for the summer to see my dad, and his neighbors were telling me how their son was modeling for this guy. Oh, and okay. he was this incredible, incredible designer, blah, 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 and come to find out it was Michael. And then Michael ended up being on Project Runway. And then nice. I ended up getting with Michael at like 26, and I, he, I stayed with him literally to the day he died, October 17, 2017. That's what's up. Yep. That's so, what's up. So okay. every, everything works on on time. Yes, it does. Yeah. So um, what do you find it easy to work with, women or men? Men. <laughs> Why? Because, <laughs> one, 
Well, <laughs> it's another reason. Because I'm a woman. Probably that's the probably the easiest reason. Because every man going shopping or every man, men get dressed for women. Women get dressed for women. Uh. So you know, I mean, think about it, like when you going out, you like I want to be the baddest, baddest bitch. But you, yeah, you want to be cute for the girls, but you really looking for the compliment. I mean, cute for the guys, but you want to get the compliments that's from the girls. Right. right. So men are way easier to dress because it's not as much. Battle. Mm-hmm. Some men can be picky, but then other guys are just like, I trust you to do your thing. Just, just do it. And so Facts. I have, but I have, I have really great uh, female clients that I work with as well. Great. So, what would you say the trends are for? Guess what? I mean, shit, it's getting cold right now. No, it's cold. <laughs> it's winter. <up> so, <laughs> winter fall, the other day. so fall, winter, like right now. So that way, we, you know, we can tell these shoppers how to shop. And also, like some of these designers, which they should be looking for. Because technically, they should be designing right now for, for fall 20. For yeah, fall, for right. fall 20 and winter 20. So what do you say the trends are when it comes to colored, sil- color silhouettes and fabrications? Um... Animal prints are a really big deal right now. Okay. Um, especially, I see a lot of snakeskin stuff. Um, yeah, I got some snakeskin boots. Yeah, and some heels. Snakeskin <laughs> is out right now. Um, fabrications. What have I seen a lot lately? Because I'm looking more in men's styling every mm-hmm. day when I'm at work. Um, side note, I work at Saks and I style all the man- the mannequins. I do the visual displays. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a lot of brocade. Scooter in this camera a little bit too. Right here? Kind of, sort of, yeah, oh, okay. right there. Yeah, okay. We're all three. Okay. <laughs> well, all four. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, it's four cameras we happening. Just, we, we everywhere. We're getting all angles. <laughs> um, I see a lot of brocades. Mm-hmm. Um, what else have I seen? I can't really tell you what's Have on you been the- seeing, like, a lot of, like, velvet? Like, maybe, like, I seen every. I feel like, the, I feel like that's a winter staple, though. Velvet furs. You know what? I feel like it, it go in and out. Because, like, I see it one year, and then I won't see it again. Because I got, I saw some online stuff, stuff that I wanted yeah. to purchase. And I was just like, it's velvet. No, nah, yeah. I, I don't get it anyway. I don't really give a fuck. But I'm wearing right. I want to wear it. But. No, I, I see velvet leather. Leather has hit a big, like, like I don't understand why it's hitting so big. I don't feel like leather ever goes out of style. I don't think it is I feel either. like that's a staple anyway. But for whatever reason right now, it's really like. Because it's like an animal thing. Like, you know, people on that, like, vegan, wave, and, and the vegan leather. Pork going to be on my fork. So, <laughs> snake going to be on my feet, too. God bless. <laughs> no disrespect to nobody else. But that's what it is. Like, I think, like, uh, leather and fur and stuff like that is starting to get pushed out and getting replaced by faux and vegan stuff because, I mean, you know, it's health what conscientious conscientious, conscientious yeah. way i know i got leather shoes i know i got two fur coats and a fur vest what and a, the, leather everything and i'm fine with that but the part mm-hmm. that kills me when everybody's also so much you know on the vegan stuff every pair mm-hmm. of tennis shoes you got on got a piece of leather on it fact and i tell so, people that all the time yeah. this girl she was just like i had i wore my fur coat to work one day yeah. and she said something about it i was like ain't your shoes leather Right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, if you got a pair of Nikes, you got leather on it. Mm-hmm. Like, but she had on some leather boots. Girl, bye. Miss me with that. You know everybody's so damn sensitive now. I can't take it. <laughs> Beyond sensitive. <laughs> do you find that it's hard to find and retain clients? And do you have an issue with, like, people's budgets? Yes and yes. Okay. I do find, like, it's hard to retain clients for me right now specifically because i started a family 
Okay. Um, so a lot of personal life has played into how I can move and groove with my clients. Yeah, true. Um, far as budget though, but even before I started my family, that's always been an issue. Um, mm-hmm. Because people don't really understand that when you get to a stylist level, it is a luxury. It is not a necessity. Um, Facts. And my job, you're booking me a minimum of three days. I'm not the hairstylist. I'm not the makeup artist. Shout out to all of them. Like, they do great work. But they show up to set and they leave. Right. I have to go pick up all your shit. I have to wait for you to wear it. I have to take it all back. If that's a photo shoot. And if I'm doing personal shopping, I still have to do the same thing. I have to pick all the shit up, let you choose what you want, and then take whatever else back. So. Right. Yeah, so that's a lot of footwork. So you have to pay me for a minimum of three days, if not more, depending on what the project is. So right. I do offer a service on my website though, um, for uh, it's called Vanyan Call, which is a FaceTime styling session gotcha. where you can talk to me for like thirty minutes or an hour, and we discuss what you're wearing based off of what you already have in your closet, and I can give you recommendations. Okay. And that's more budget conscientious, conscientious. I feel for um, for just everybody because okay. you talk, you know. Stylists ain't cheap. No, I know they ain't. Yeah. Oh, I know they ain't. <laughs> no face. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, do you find it difficult to partner, like, with other stylists? I don't personally. Like, is it difficult to tell two different versions of a story? Like, of a vision? It can be. Mm-hmm. Um... I've heard like some weird stories about just other people trying to partner with other pe- collab with other people styling wise period I don't have that problem personally because mm-hmm. I like to collab with others mm-hmm. um, I'm always game to learn something from anybody whether you have more experience than me or not um, but it can be difficult if, especially one person is so headstrong on whatever their vision is and that's that like I don't think anything that we're doing in this industry is a solo effort you it's so many layering parts you have to learn how to be a team player facts okay do you feel that um like as a black stylist you're like boxed into a certain type of category i.e like urban or you know do you feel like people come to you with like those more elevated things or people are more coming to you for more like an urban aesthetic i think people come to me for more elevated stuff but i worked for that reputation gotcha um <clears throat> I think I worked rep- reputation based off of the people I've worked with and mm-hmm. the magazines or uh, just the brands that I've worked with and just the people I've associated myself with to be aligned with for you not to even try to put me kind of in that box. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say that my portfolio may not be as diverse of having um, different ethnicities. I do have majority black in my portfolio, mm-hmm. but how I style them is not so I don't like I don't really do streetwear. Gotcha. So I mean I can, but when it comes down to it, you're paying me because you want to be elevated. You don't want to be in just the mainstream. Facts. Do you find it harder, um, like difficult to take women um that are used to like shopping and buying on their own, like transition to having a stylist, like new money? Yeah. Yeah, because you and I or think new- celebrity oh you know just like that guy I think you can point. attest to this because everybody thinks that because it's a label it's fashion and that's not necessarily true true <clears throat> so you a lot of people think oh well I I want to get Louboutin or I want to get 
Saint Laurent or whatever the hot thing is they seen on social media per se and say, Oh, that makes me look dope and that's not necessarily true. You can literally go to a thrift store and still be bomb as fuck. Like <laughs> facts. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's about the style and that's one thing I had to fight with in Atlanta. A lot of people in Atlanta are more label driven. They're not really um most people like labels, they don't like fashion. They don't like fashion. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like and I get it, everybody wants the labels, but at the end of the day the labels shouldn't make you. It really should be with the stylish style you're wearing should define who you are before you open your mouth gotcha so. where would you say or not where would you is there any advice you would give to like black designers because i know it's very difficult and from what i heard to pull from black designers because they either don't have pieces or they don't have a rack to pull from like so what was your biggest piece of advice as far as like getting black designers what you said have shit ready <laughs> Just have some shit ready. Like, I literally, the shoot I just did, I styled, um, it was my first national ad campaign. Um, her name is Monica Stevens from Mono's Hair. And she just launched her uh, hair, her curls collection line through Sally's Beauty. Okay. The biggest thing I've ever done for my career because now, like, these pictures are going to be in, you know, for ads. Uh, she has to do, um, like, the Sally's Beauty, all the beauty conference, beauty cons, whatever. Like, these pictures are going everywhere. Billboards, the whole kit and caboodle. Mm -hmm. We talked about me only using black designers for her. We wanted to expose as many black women in particular as we could. Nobody had no fucking clothes. That's because I think that black designers are high-strung on custom stuff. So they they don't focus enough on their collections. Or, or if they did, they wanted... I'm not saying don't get your recognition, don't get your credit or whatever, but things you're asking for, like, I'm not saying don't settle, but also be grateful for the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Because is, is anybody else approaching you with a brand as big as Sally Beauty Supplies? I don't care who you are, white, purple, or green. Every True. woman goes to Sally's Beauty Supply. Mm -hmm. So her face is going to be in here with your clothes or your jewelry or whatever on it. That's the opportunity for you to take ads to your portfolio and boost even your price up, you know what I'm saying, Thanks. for the for your, your clientele. And it was a lot of black designers I couldn't, I mean, I reached out to a gang of them. They either didn't have it or, um, oh, well, what kind of, what credit will we get? And da, da, da. I'm like, you're not looking at the picture for what it is. Like, my name's Sally. not going to go on, a, right. on her picture, but I know it's a whole box that comes with the kit. When you open the box, the picture's literally this big. Nice. Like my friend I just mentioned, um, <laughs> six twenty style set. Um, I have my stuff ready. Let's I do put it. You on to her. <laughs> Let's she's do dope. it. She's one of my clients too. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah I think you and especially since you like that flare lens, she got like four different type of pants. They got a flare, a flare with flare, a the, flare with flare, a flare, yes. flare, a flare, flare with flare. flare. <laughs> yeah. Like she got some nice stuff, and I think I, ooh. Yeah, now you. let's link. Like, that's gonna, that's a, a gonna be a good connection. <laughs> even like even friends that I've had growing up, I'll hit them up, and I'm like, you know, I think the whole thing about working with a stylist, uh, a stylist in particular, if you can partner with one, just be ready because mm -hmm. we never know what kind of calls we're gonna get. It might True. be a, yo, Vani, I got something for you like tomorrow, um, with such and such. Can mm. you like, yeah, okay, and I'm going through my, you know, call list. Mm -hmm. And which leads me to end up going to either have to buy stuff or pull from a non-black person. A white person. Yeah. <laughs> or, any or anybody race. else, which is non, you know, non-black. And I prefer to work with black females in particular. Right. So. Well, yeah. we gonna get that together. We gonna make some new connections. As a stylist, uh, what would you say are like three essential things that every woman needs in her closet for this winter? 
I feel like not even just for this winter, period. Period. You okay. always need period. A, <laughs> a white button up because you can dress it up or dress it down with anything. Uh-huh. Um, they said they love your neon. Oh, thank you. Now, <laughs> this is my personal staple. Neon is always going to be in my closet. That's just my personality. Uh, I would definitely say a white button up, um, a really nice black dress um just to have all all the time mm -hmm. and a good a really good t-shirt i just feel like those are three at least three top halves and then a really good pair of sk black skinny jeans mm -hmm. um a really good pair of blue jeans and a really nice i don't want to say legging but something in that these are just like six staples, staples that you can okay. mix your max and now i was gonna ask you with those six staples, uh -huh. do you recommend that that a black designer have like a basic yeah. collection? Because I feel like sometimes we over design, and I'm like that too as a black designer. That sometimes we need to scale, not scale back, just have definitely your have your those basics. pieces, but have like staples in your collection that you always have. Whether it be a t-shirt, a button down, and then every year you can update it. Whether change you update the, the fabrication, change the yoke, change the collar, change the darts, but have like some of those staple pieces in your collection that are like go-to's and easy buys ever since i met you thank god for you because it got me <laughs> back to like drawing and sketching and stuff and so i know we went back like i've been saying like i'm coming to you i'm coming to you i'm coming to mm. you so i can we can start getting like my patterns made because like mm. one of my staples i think i told you about was, like, i need a bomber jacket and a motorcycle jacket right. in my collection mm -hmm. and that's something i know i can change every season um, change a color, add or subtract something because I just feel like that's something anybody, any size, anywhere, no matter where you go, and can always wear. Facts. Yeah, and I think that we like that. We check not we, but not most of the designers that I know. We going for the va -va we go for the va va boom, mm -hmm. and then the more va va boom next season, and the more va va boom next season, and we we lack those basic necessities that women do need in her closet. Why am I going to get a white button down from? I don't know, like a Ralph Lauren mm -hmm. or like a, it's because I want a good one. I don't right. want a cheap ass right. formation. I'm because I want one that I'm gonna use often. So right. it's not gonna get messed up. Right. But I would rather get my button down from a black designer. But we like those basics. Like we only want to go ba ba boom, right. and you could be making the most money off of some of those most basic the basics. Of the well, think about DVF. Right. It's the same damn dress every single season <laughs> with a different print, a different color for what fifty something years. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is a fact, and I ain't trying to be funny. Like you can, you can wear a wrap dress anywhere. Yeah, and for she can't wear a little wrap jumpsuit too. So she, it's a wrap, but it's the same thing. It's the same pattern piece every single, every season, okay. season. Damn, actually, you answered all my questions. You go, girl. We whipped this one right on here. <laughs> that is what's up. So the last you one. said thirty minutes. So let me just kind of overtime. Yeah, no, we did that. Because people don't, I don't know, I like look at statistics. People don't like to listen to a podcast more than 30 minutes. So I like sometimes. Like listen to shit. Right. <laughs> so sometimes when I have those podcasts, when they're like 45 minutes to an hour, I can look at how long they listen to yeah. it. And a lot of times it's like 30 minutes because it takes 30 minutes to get to work, get back on the yeah. train, blah, blah, blah. So sense. I be trying to keep them within that. Yeah. So just quickly um, before we wrap up, um, you, I feel like you've achieved so much so far. Um, what was your favorite campaign that you did? And also, like, where do you feel like yourself going in the next five years? Um, favorite campaign so far? Mm -hmm. I have to say, even though I like, I loved doing the campaign with Monica, and I've done other campaigns. I'm really passionate about editorial styling because I just like telling the story. Okay. Um, and I, like I said, I like, I do like the drama. Uh, 
so you get more creative freedom that way. Uh, Kiss Magazine um, was probably one of my favorites, mm -hmm. um, and it led me to a lot of other doors to open for, for my career. Mm -hmm. um, and that's on my website, BonnieMcMillan.com. We'll be in the show notes Plug. as well. <laughs> Plug. <laughs> uh, so that's probably one of my favorites. In the next five years, I definitely see me getting back to um, actually launching BonnieMcMillan.com. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people who do know my uh, career, know me for my neon hat, uh, Black Girl Magic. Um, yeah. And I definitely want to keep pushing that because I do feel like it's a message that needs to be pushed. Um, like I said, where I'm from, is it's a little racist. So people try to ignore black women like we don't exist and I ain't about that life. So I definitely want to keep pushing that. Um, I just told you, I'm going to make my big announcement now. We're on baby number two. Oh, yes. So, Congratulations. <laughs> um, so just growing this family. We're done with kids uh, after <laughs> this one because mama got things to do on the agenda. Um, so, yeah, just really just getting back to building a brand to what is what I feel like it could be, which is a house on name. Like, I'm trying to get my stuff in sex. I would say Barney's, but they robbed us of that. Yeah. Um, just, you know, trying to be a, a full full fashion house styling mm. and and designing and everything that's I the goal that. and you're gonna get that girl and i'm right here when you need help yeah. okay now, before we get off here i do want to tell you something what? if nobody's told you on your podcast or to your face may god continue to bless you because you are out here blessing especially women of color on how to get their stuff done to get their get their brands off the ground Thank like you. i literally was on the phone with my best friend earlier and like i told her about you after i did the tour mm -hmm. and she like I, I talk about you all the time i'm like it's another midwest girl she's up here doing her you know doing her thing with the fashion like if y'all really want to get into it go follow go talk to her she's offering these classes you out here really educating folks and it's not a lot of us trying to pass on the knowledge so just kudos to you and i'm really proud of you for what you're thank doing thank you i appreciate no, that no for real that for makes real. me smile <laughs> it <laughs> does it makes me happy sometimes it makes me cry don't cry don't make me cry don't make me cry but i know because it's hard girl when i first got here it was not easy no. and i definitely went through my trials and tribulations right. and trying to figure out what i wanted to do i mean i always knew what i wanted to do i always wanted to be a teacher Always apply. You're FIT good at it. don't want to hire me. Parsons don't want to hire me. Like Make I feel like I tried shit. so many times, and I'm like, you know what? I can teach. I don't need y'all to let me teach. I can teach on my own. And you're doing and a I'm really doing good job because yeah, you inspire you. a lot of people. Like you're definitely inspiring me because like I'm like I need to get back into my into my craft. So no, it's it's super lit. That's so amazing. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for coming on Thank the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad we did that so quick. Go ahead. Yeah. All right, I gotta go. I'm going to get these mic these microblading eyebrows done because I cannot live another day without eyebrows. She said I gotta go. I'm I gotta. Mad. I'm not gonna miss this appointment, y'all. Slave to the here. beauty. I'm out. I've been out here like this you for thirty even years. Bad. Look at me for thirty oh, years. Oh my lord. Oh my. I, I've never had them in all my life. I had to fight for some eyebrows, so I'm going <laughs> oh, to get them. <laughs> And I'm excited. <laughs> All right. Oh thanks, guys, for tuning in. This episode will be available on Wednesday. YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor, iHeartRadio, oh, Apple Podcasts, everything. So you ain't got no Very reason similar. not to be tuning in. And the live will be on the page. So yes. thanks, you guys. And as I always say, stay black. Peace out. Yes. Bye. Bye.